What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 14 of the Dollar Otter Podcast, where today we're going to be talking about marriage and money. But first, a word from our sponsor. All right, like I said, welcome to episode 14, where we're going to be discussing marriage and money. Hope you guys had a terrific week. Here we are on the weekend and lots of snow kind of blowing through the nation and across the nation. And so what better time as we start the new year of 2019 talking about marriage and finances, okay? Now the reason why we need to talk about this topic is because you got a whole year where you can really prep and work on yourself. And men, I'm talking about you because when it comes to finances, it can be very difficult for men to open up and talk to their spouses about finances. And so discussing finances with your family, it can be challenging, it can be very stressful. And so what I like to call this is the kitchen counter discussion, so KCD. And it's something that you need to do on a regular basis with your spouse. All right, and so if you go to dollarotter.com slash kitchen counter discussion or Google it, you'll be able to find some tips, some little freebies to kind of help you get started and get you going. All right, and so I kind of created this because there's obstacles that come into play whenever you need to discuss money. Anytime you talk about money, there are stressful situations that may arise. Anxiety may come around the corner. And so you need to have constructive conversations. When you have these very fruitful and constructive conversations, it makes your marriage stronger. It makes, yours, it makes your marriage and your finances a lot stronger. Okay? So the first step that you need to do is make an agreement to talk to your spouse. This is going to be a time where you have a deep conversation, but most importantly, it needs to be a distraction-free zone. So make a time, if you have small children, make a time to where they're already in bed, you've got all your chores or whatever the case may be, out of the way where you can really focus on each other and talk about your finances. Step number two is you need to monitor your feelings. Now lots of things can pop up, anxiety, frustration, even accusations. See, if you know that you're prone to quickly anger or to quickly make such strong accusations towards your spouse, you need to recognize that and try to control that. Because what this is going to do, depending on your spouse, it may even cause you to do this as well, it's going to make you shut down internally. And from there, the conversation is just going to stop. And so it's going to be hard to have a fruitful conversation if you guys are already building walls. So by coming together, being open, be willing to discuss one another, you need to learn to try to control your actions. Now, if you know you can't do that, and you know that, hey, I've worked on it, it's just not going to happen, then I want you to stop right there at that step. Stop right there, and then make an appointment to talk to a certified financial planner. And what that's going to do is create a third-party entity where you guys can discuss openly. Okay, you're less likely to lose your frustration when you have a professional there kind of help guiding and mediating the conversation. But if you are able to control your feelings, then I highly encourage you to get together. There was a money survey that revealed that couples who trust their partner with finances felt more secure and they argued less. All right, step number three, take responsibility for your actions. If you know that you are not saving enough money, then just admit it. Okay, we all have faults, we all have flaws, and if you know that you're overspending, then recognize it and address it. Talk about it. Why are you spending too much? You know, it's maybe the right you're going home, you're spending more gas, or maybe when sales go on, 
at certain retail stores, you just have to buy certain items, or perhaps maybe you got debt and you just keep charging credit cards because maybe the other spouse isn't helping you out. That is a chance to get together and have that open dialogue, that open conversation to help alleviate those tensions. You have to talk about it. That's one of the things where, especially me as a guy, I don't do so well. I'm kind of like the crock pot or the pressure cooker. I let it all build up inside, you know, and it builds, it builds, it builds, and eventually I just kind of explode. I had to work really hard to control that. Okay, that's something that doesn't always come natural, doesn't always come easy. But working through that and being aware that that could happen, I'm able to control that a lot better than I have been able to in the past. And so by recognizing those tensions are rising, I'm able to stop it, take a break, and take a pause and step away from that situation. And that's okay. As long as you both recognize that and realize that and the other spouse is willing to open, openly discuss that with you, then do it. You know, make it work for you guys. And I highly recommend that if those tensions are rising, then get into a controlled environment. And that controlled environment is going to be, is going to be talking to a financial planner together. All right, so fourth... The fourth step is together with your spouse, I want you to make a plan. Make a plan if you have debt to get out of debt and set a timeline. And if you have no debt, establish financial goals or do both. But you have to do one of the two because you guys need to be on the same sheet of music and have the same plan, the same goals in mind. Now, some of the goals can vary, but when it comes to your financial plans, you're building a life together and you need to have in place short-term and long-term goals. Now, these short-term goals, maybe it's taking a vacation. Maybe now that we're in January, you guys plan a summer vacation. Okay, maybe your plan, another short-term goal, is to pay off debts. Or maybe just one of your debts. Talk about that, discuss that, work through that, and figure out how you can do that, how you can accommodate and achieve that goal. Set realistic goals. All right, don't set a goal to where... You're planning on taking a trip to Europe, but then you don't have the finances to do that at this point in time. That wouldn't really be a short-term goal unless it's something that you can achieve in, say, two to five years. But also plan long-term goals. It's going to be something that you're going to discuss for the long term, you know, like paying off your mortgage. But most importantly, maybe you're, you guys discuss and you openly agree to setting aside money each month to prepare for your child's college education. That's just one example. So ask yourself, what are your short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? Okay, hope that is valuable. Hope that's something to kind of get you started here in 2019 when we talk about marriage and money. Because if you guys can start now, start working through these four steps, you're going to find that not only that it's value-added, but you're going to have a healthier and a stronger marriage in 2019. And remember, if you cannot have a conversation with your spouse about this, then recognize that, own up to that, and then get that third party. Get into a controlled environment. All right, I hope you guys had a wonderful week, and you guys have a wonderful weekend. And until next time, you guys have a wonderful and blessed day, and thank you for listening. 